1: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, July 18th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, partisanship over Israel is on the forefront on Capitol Hill. Number two, Israeli President Isaac Herzog will be meeting with the Abraham Accord Caucus, and number three, Senator Jean Shaheen rise as an international power player. All right, Jake, let's get to it. This week uh, was supposed to be a big moment in U.S.-Israeli relations as the president comes to address Congress on Wednesday. Uh, that 75th anniversary uh, since the country has, you know, been born, um, but it has really turned into a very different situation when it comes to what is happening uh, on the ground on Capitol Hill.
0: It has. This was actually supposed to be a pretty easy week for the House Republicans and for the House of Representatives. Last week, there was a bruising fight over the NDAA, the annual Pentagon um, uh, policy bill. And uh, Isaac Herzog, the president of Israel, who serves in a in a in a um, ceremonial role has very little power. Has the power to basically choose someone to form a government if after an election, which also is basically ceremonial as well, a little bit more than ceremonial. But instead, and we've seen this before when it comes to Benjamin Netanyahu, the the country's prime minister, um, the the entire Congress has um, devolved into a partisan mess. Herzog is much more uh, moderate than Netanyahu. He's his former political rival. Um, but just a whole host of things happening that illustrate how the once bipartisan consensus on Israel continues to fray. Let's start with number one. House Republican leadership putting a resolution on the floor. We scooped this last night that forces lawmakers lawmakers to cast a vote as to whether they condemn anti-Semitism and believe. Israel is not a racist or apartheid state. This is August Pfluger. Um, it's giving he he's penned the resolution. He's a Republican from Texas. He's this is already giving some Democrats heartburn. Uh there's gonna be a handful of Democrats who vote against this. Um, I would guess in the low in in the single digits, but there are going to be Democrats who say, We condemn anti-Semitism, but we believe Israel's racist. Um, just the reality of the um of 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 Congress these days. And this is by the way. And this does highlight just from a political point of view, Republicans are really good at these these resolutions, which tend to split Democrats on a whole host of issues. But on this one, this is an, an especially politically poignant one.
1: Yeah, and it's it's a it's a frat time. I mean, as you said, right, you have you have Republicans really pushing this as comes after a representative Uh, Pramila Jayapal's comments uh, that, that, you know, Israel is indeed a racist state. She's tried to walk that back. Um, But, you know, Republicans are not letting this go, right? Speaker Kevin McCarthy going so far as suggesting that Jayapal uh, should be removed as chair of the Progressive Caucus for that statement. Uh, Democrats still are still angry at her for this, right? You've got a lot of people coming out condemning uh, those remarks. 43 House Democrats issuing a statement late Monday about her remarks. Um you know even while that's happening though as you know the the issue of democrats being unified on israel uh is has definitely frayed right you're going to have multiple democrats who are going to skip herzog's speech altogether um which i think is is it's just kind of showing the complexity uh when it comes to the us israel relationship right now 43 House Democrats,
0: Anna, issued a statement Monday on Jayapal saying they will never allow anti-Zionist voices that embolden anti-Semitism to undermine and disrupt the strongly bipartisan consensus supporting the U.S.-Israel relationship that has existed for decades. Um that 43 of Jayapal's Democratic colleagues said that uh, in a statement. We we reported that we reported the that that was bubbling up yesterday morning. We have the full statement now. I mean, uh, a pretty strong um, a pretty strong uh, um, move here. A pretty uh, and and it highlights the rift in the Democratic Caucus. Tangentially related, Kevin McCarthy and Jim Jordan are continuing to support Robert F Kennedy Jr.'s appearance on Capitol Hill, even after he said that, um, COVID was, he he indicated, he hinted that COVID was genetically targeted to spare, uh, jews and chinese i mean that is you know mccarthy said we don't want to censor people he has censored people before he took democrats off committees when he didn't like what they said yet he's letting robert f kennedy do this debbie Wasserman schultz and a number of of democrats on that committee that he's going to appear on the weaponization committee uh signed a letter saying that he likening him to hitler rfk jr and and um saying he should not testify in front of the committee, which is um, uh, really uh, fascinating. So a, a very interesting political mix ahead of Herzog's speech on Wednesday, which will be a a big moment on Capitol Hill and and a lot of a lot of politics there.
1: Hey, Jake, before we get to our number two story of the morning, we also have in the top a really important update here on uh, the FAA reauthorization bill. We have been all over it uh, when it comes to this effort to increase the number of long haul flights uh, that has pitted some of the biggest carriers against each other. We have some news here this morning uh, that an amendment penned by representative burgess owens a republican from utah would give seven airlines at dca another flight that they can choose to use for short haul or long haul flights
0: yeah uh, and interestingly enough lawmakers are saying american airlines which was aligned with united um and alaska air to uh to prevent uh the adding of flights to dca uh has softened its opposition basically american says we're pleased to see that the proposal uh, lowers the number of flights. That's seven flights, basically that that carriers could choose for long haul or short haul flights. Um, they American continues to believe that no new flight should be added at all. An amendment was made in order adding those seven flights for again short haul or long haul flights.
1: All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Israeli President Isaac Herzog will speak with the bipartisan Abraham Accords Caucus following his joint address meeting of Congress on Wednesday. The caucus, founded in 2022 by a group of members of both the Senate and the House, celebrates the recent steps toward normalization between Israel and Arab states.
0: Yeah, that's right. The Abraham, you know, I would say this the Abraham Accords uh for Democrats is basically the one thing that they say that they like for the most part that Donald Trump did uh during his four years as president. This is the obviously the agreement that normalized relations between uh, Morocco, Bahrain, the UAE, and Israel. Um uh it opened up tourism between uh Israel and and the UAE and and those other those other states. Um so they are uh the the, the Herzog is meeting with a group of Republicans and Democrats on this issue uh, will be an interesting, interesting meeting, especially, Anna, um, as as we've heard a lot in the last couple of weeks, Israel uh, and the United States are trying or the United States is trying um, to have normalized relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel, which people think both in Israel and in the United States would be a game changer. Uh, No guarantee that that will happen, but something that everybody in foreign policy circles is watching.
1: All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. An interesting look from our very own Andrew Desidera, who was in Lithuania for the NATO summit. Uh, He's got a profile looking at Senator Jean Shaheen and her unusual path to foreign policy influencer.
0: Yeah, Jean Shaheen uh not uh, a name that people know uh much in the capital although she is a uh, uh a senator who has been governor of New Hampshire she is turning into kind of a, a mainstay on the circuit in the NATO um uh and uh Munich and Halifax circles and it was a, it's a really good item by by uh Andrew didario who again was in Vilnius for us last week he interviews uh the secretary General of NATO um, who says that you know he truly values Shaheen's strong support for NATO and uh, has worked tirelessly to strengthen our transatlantic alliance. Which, by the way, Anna, the the relationship between the United States and NATO is something that de- that in this case Republicans give give Biden uh, credit for. So a very interesting piece by Andrew this morning.
1: All right. I know that we've done the top three stories of the morning, Jake, but you had some very special news yesterday very that is really important that, that our listeners need to know. Well, Dead and Company,
0: the most recent iteration of The Grateful Dead uh, featuring John Mayer, um, wrapped up their uh, what they say is their last tour. Um, uh, this weekend in San Francisco, I did not make it to that much to my chagrin. Uh, and, uh, Wiley Nickel, a Democrat from North Carolina took to the house floor yesterday to sing the praises of, um, the Grateful Dead and its followers, which I appreciate. I appreciate him taking to the floor to, to, um, uh, give me some credit as a follower of the Grateful Dead. Um, so, uh, you know, fairly well to dead and company, Maybe. You know, I don't know if they're actually going to stop touring. I hope they don't, uh, but I think they kind of have to after they just did a tour where they said they're going to stop touring. So all that being said, a very important moment for the Grateful Dead on Capitol Hill.
1: All right, just a reminder, we have an event this evening where both Jake and I are going to be talking quantum. I'm very excited for it. I've been doing a bunch of research. Jake, you can join us uh, at the event this evening. Go to our events hub, get all the details, RSVP for that. Uh, we are having cocktails and conversation with Senator Todd Young uh, and Representative Ro Khanna. It should be a great event. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like what you heard this morning, please share it on social media. Leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about about us. You can also go deeper on all these issues and more with our free morning newsletter. You can sign up for that at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.